0: Hey guys, welcome into another episode of Dirt Tracker Conversations. The future of running racetracks, of running series, of promoting events uh, is a little bit of a problem going forward, I think, for dirt racing. There's some older folks involved in some of these things. Uh, We're going to need some young, fresh blood to kind of take over some of this stuff in the coming years. One of the guys that's trying to do that right now is 26-year-old Terry Maddox. It was just announced here within the last couple of weeks, a couple of months, that Terry is going to take ownership of the Lucas Oil ASCS next season from founder Emmett Hahn. Terry uh, founded the Now 600 series for Micros. Uh, he's also in recent years uh, become a co-owner of the o- uh, Oil Capital Racing series in Oklahoma and several other smaller series kind of in that same area with business partner Kerry Gorby. But Terry joins me this time on the show to kind of talk about that transition of, of taking ownership from... Emmett Hahn of the ASCS. We also talk about kind of getting mentored by him. Um, him, uh, Terry, actually mentoring some people along the way himself. Uh, also, flagging the Chili Bowl. He started a racing series when he was still in high school. Uh, a lot of good stuff to come here over the next about 25 minutes with Terry Maddox. So please enjoy the episode. Terry, you are the new owner, I guess new ish owner of the uh, ASCS. Uh, sprint car series and announced your 2022 schedule today so I, I have a million questions to ask you but i guess we'll start right off the top with with the news of the day the the asc schedule for this year uh a little bit different uh, than it's kind of been in the past no west coast swing no east coast swing um and, and in the press release from brian holbert kind of talked about you wanting to kind of keep things more uh around a kind of a central base of of racing and and, I, and i'm curious now as the new owner why is that something that was important to you for this year
1: As we look back on the schedules that we've had before, um, going out to the West Coast and going out to Pennsylvania and places like that, most of our teams would drop off. So, going to those parts of the country, we're charging promoters thirty thousand dollars for our show, and we're really only bringing seven to nine cars. So, the way we're going to look at it for two thousand twenty-two is bring it back to the Midwest, kind of where Emmett started it back in the day, to see if maybe we can rebuild it and bring it back to where we have, you know. 10 plus full-time followers and just keep it between eight to 10 hours of Tulsa.
0: What uh like what kind of talks did you have with with teams and things like that as you were kind of putting this together? Is this something that they were telling you that they wanted?
1: Yeah, because I mean you go out to the West Coast and we're out there for a month, and you know, it costs the teams a lot to sit there. And usually we're there a fourth of July weekend, and no one out there wants to run the fourth of July weekend. So we go out there for three weekends with a weekend in between that's off and so it just it didn't make much sense to keep on having everyone spend the money to stay out there when we could come back around here race 50 plus times and still be able to go home every every weekend
0: I I know the schedule is something you've been doing with the SCS for for at least a little while was it different this year doing it knowing that this is now your series
1: It, it was a little like at first when I first started I started in August and at that time there was no talks that Emmett was going to sell it. We were just going to go like normal. And then I get the schedule about 75% done. And then hey, got sprung on me. Hey, would you like to buy it? You know, we're, we're, I'm going to rethink some things. And I've said, well, why not? I mean, that's a perfect opportunity. And I couldn't, you know, let that one go past me.
0: The, you talked about getting started on the schedule in, in August. And, and it, I almost wonder now, it, it seems like the the schedule has takes up more and more time every single year. Like you kind of start a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier, a little bit earlier. Like, are we going to get to a point where it's like you're basically going to be working the entire season to put one of these schedules together? It seems like there's so many moving parts all the time.
1: Uh, it'd be nice if we could do it earlier. But uh, some of the promoters that we work with, they wait till after their season's done, which I don't blame them. I just try to – I'm a planner and I like to start planning early. And so about November is when I get most of the majority of the schedule done. But if I could get it done a whole lot faster, like the Lucas Oil 8 models or the World of Hot Laws, that would make life even more easier.
0: <laughs> what are you excited for about this the season coming up? You, you kind of got the traditional stuff on there, your Devil's Bowl stops and and you know 360 Knoxville Nationals and, and the and McMillan, all those things. What, what are the things that you're really looking forward to this year for that schedule?
1: The first one I'm looking forward to is the show that I'm promoting, uh, at least in Jackson Motor Speedway down in Byron, Mississippi. And we haven't been down there since the late '90s for the national tour, and we're going to come back and bust out there with a the 10,000 win show on April first and second.
0: That's awesome. Um, kind of getting things in line with 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 the, the 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 championship payouts and and the purse money. How important is it to, for those things to kind of be stable from year to year, especially as you take over as the owner of the series?
1: It's something that it needed to happen. I know 2020 is kind of when the point fund started going down, but it was, you know, with everything that happened in 2020, I don't, I don't blame it, but it's, you know, everything's starting to come back full circle. We're going to stay closer to home. And so if we can get that point fund money up and get first money up, I think we can keep people on the road a lot longer.
0: Uh, your name is one we've seen a lot here in the news, especially the last couple of months with, with different series you're getting involved with. And, and, Tell me the, the story. Like, we'll, we'll kind of cover all of it here, but I, I want to know specifically about the ASCS. You, you, you mentioned, you know, that this kind of happened just maybe even a few months ago where this kind of deal came together for you to purchase the series. But what does that conversation look like between you and, and Emmett and, and, you know, all of the kind of people around that series when it's like, hey, we're looking to sell the series and we want you to buy it? Like, what does that conversation look like?
1: It was one that I wasn't prepared for. It was about a week after Emmett's Fuzzy, passed away. And, um, He called me. I was on my way to work one day and he was telling me about all the different things he was thinking. And at the end of it, he was like, "Uh, I'm going to sell ASC. Would you want to buy it? And I'm on the middle of I-44 in downtown Tulsa. And I'm busting out crying because it's emotional still because, I mean, Fuzzy just passed away. And now all this, like everything just happened so quickly. But, you know, it's still something I can't wrap my head around.
0: Like when you have that conversation with him in in is this something that you had kind of foreseen for yourself? Like I yeah, I know you start now 600 and, and you're involved with all capital and, and, you know, some of these other smaller racing series, but have an opportunity to, to, to purchase a series like this. Was this something at some point you wanted for yourself in the future? Had it, was it something you'd even thought about?
1: It's not really. I didn't think about owning it. Uh, you know, I've all, I've started in 2013 as a Sooner region director. I did the Sooner region the Lone Star region, mid South region, did my micro stuff. And then, uh, you know, I eventually wanted to work to be the national director, which Matt Ward was for years. And so that was really what I was working, working towards. And uh, I didn't really foresee myself to be the owner of it, especially this early.
0: Do you feel prepared for this? I, I know that they said that Emmons is going to kind of help you out over the next year, but but do you think this is something you're ready for?
1: I think so. It's basically what i've been doing on a week-to-week basis just on a bigger stage now
0: you have kind of all of these smaller series that you're involved in and and even within you know the last whatever week or two you guys have acquired another one uh you and carrie gorby have kind of put together this kind of like a bunch of these smaller series and kind of combining things and putting this together uh how important is it the the experience that you've gained running those series now as you move forward with the ascs
1: it's it's been a learning learning curve. I mean, uh, man, it's just <laughs> uh, doing all these different ones has got me to different, you know, traveling to different places, learning how to work with promoters, you know, work with different types of drivers from different di- series. So it's helped me a lot to get to where I am now.
0: Uh, I was listening to the Passing Points interview you did uh, back in March. Uh, and they talked about you starting now six hundred when like when you were in high school or like just out of high school is that is that true?
1: Yeah, I started it my senior year uh, in uh, two thousand twelve. Is when I decided that I was going to go ahead and do that, and I was seventeen then. My birthday was in February. I graduated in May, and our first race was in June. W-
0: what high school kid wants to go start a, <laughs> a micro spread racing series?
1: I don't know. I mean, I've, I I love. I've been around it all my life. Uh, I really wanted to be a flagman. And then I realized, you know, maybe I need to do something that, you know, another try something else. And so I got into this deal and I'm like, man, I kind of like this, but I don't know what I was thinking, but I'm really glad that I got started. What was the kind of
0: situation at the time that brought you into this? Was there like a the fact that there really wasn't a series for this? Is it like, what was the kind of original idea for the, for the now 600 series?
1: In the beginning of 2012, uh, Emmett and them had the ASCS2, and it kind of dropped off with tracks, not wanting to run anything and stuff like that. But I saw, you know, Tulsa only had Port City Raceway back then, and they ran on Saturdays. And so my first couple of years, we were just going to run on Friday nights like a Creek County or go to some other places just to give them another place to race besides going to Port City on Saturday nights.
0: Give me a rundown now of, of all of the things. So ASCS national tour, now 600, we've talked about those and then give me a rundown of all of the other things. So oil capital sprint series of Oklahoma, like what else is kind of in there?
1: Um, last year at the end of last year, I got with Carrie Gorby and we, uh, I bought in half of the oil capital racing series and would be kind of came partners on that. He became partners in all my Terry max promotions on the shows that I go and do myself. And so we just kind of became a partner deal on that and with us acquiring the sprint series of Oklahoma to bring it under the OCRS and us running OCRS. And I had the sooner region where I was able to run it and we could have where we don't run on top of each other in Oklahoma. Cause that's one of the biggest problems we had is, you know, when the sooner region races, well, OCRS may have a race and if. OCRS has a race in ASCS We're we're splitting drivers that have two different, that have the same engine package to run two different series. And so we worked on where we wouldn't schedule on top of each other. And so then when we acquired the uh, wingless sprints of Oklahoma last weekend and turned it into the United Sprint League, it's going to be another series that wasn't Oklahoma that we are able to kind of control the schedule to make Oklahoma United.
0: What are like the kind of basic rules packages here? So I'm guessing Sooner Region is 360s then are the other series like Oil Capitals at 360 as well?
1: It's The the OCRS is 360 uh, two-barrel carbureted along with 305s.
0: And that that package works together like you can be competitive against those cars with a two-barrel versus the 305?
1: Yeah, um, like for the ASCS instantly. So it's the 360 injected. Uh, there's teams that have both a two barrel and a 360 motor that had to choose between which one they were going to go race that. So we were trying to make it where, you know, cut down on the options where the promoters have more cars, the fancy more cars and stuff like that.
0: Makes sense. Uh, So what is kind of the vision for, for that stuff for the future? You're, you're going to kind of keep running those things separately with carry and then obviously kind of have the ASCS also.
1: Yeah. Uh, my main focus will be on ASCS and now 600 next year. We got the 57 national tour races and I got 34 now 600 races. And then we have different people in place that take care of the OCRS, the senior region and all that. That's the way I can take care of my stuff. And then we can also make it where uh, Oklahoma still is. We can work on scheduling stuff like it was this year. Do all of the other
0: regions of ASCS, do they all handle their own schedules?
1: Majority of them. Uh, do like the Southwest and where region. Uh, I do the Sooner, Lone Star, and Mid-South regions along with the National Tour, plus OCRS, plus USL. plus I, I don't know what I get myself into, but I'm glad that these schedules are coming out because my uh, stress has gone down a whole lot today. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh,
0: what about drivers? Is that something like, uh, you know, uh, do you have people approaching you wanting to be part of the series do you have to go try to recruit people to be part of the series how does that process work from from your perspective
1: it's kind of 50 50 uh there's quite a few drivers that you know will say that you're gonna you know what's the perks of running the national tour and then there's some people that you go up to and say hey you know we really like you to run the national tour here's what we can offer you know and here's the end of the year payout here's what our schedule is going to look like you know kind of think it over and stuff like that and that's what we've had to do most of this year is you know there's some of those common core people that run ASCS fully and there's some that you know are borderline that they could run you know they just need some extra you know come on over here and see what we got.
0: I'm curious what your kind of thoughts are about the the kind of overall driver situation with the ASCS, I felt like this year it was something I have a daily show and I, 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 I talked about the ASCS stuff a lot on the daily show this year. And I, I feel like the, the racing was fantastic, first of all, but like, it seemed like it was a, a, an opportunity for some of the younger drivers to come in and get some experience. And, you know, we saw what Ryan Timms was able to do and, and, you know, Blake going on to win the championship and Dylan Westbrook and, and, you know, kind of this whole cast of characters, uh, JJ Hickles, another one, obviously that had a great season, but do you see this as, a stepping stone series for guys to come get experience. Do you want this to be a destination series where guys can just come run 360s and that's just what they do? Like, wh- where's your kind of thoughts about the, the future of of where this kind of lies in the hierarchy of sprint car racing?
1: I, I like it to be both. You know, I like to have those core people that, you know, 360s are, is the top where they want to go. And we want to stay here and run with you. And that's all we want to do. But I do like having the kids like, Ryan Timms and Chase Randall, which was pretty cool that they started with me in micros, moved up from micros, came and ran with me with sprint cars. You know, if they could stay in 360, it's great. But I know there's some that want to go and do the 410 deal, which is perfectly fine. You know, be a little feeder series for the Outlaws or the All-Stars, you know, things like that. So I like it to be versatile where it's able to accommodate both.
0: Uh, I, in that passing points episode, I, I wanted to to ask you about, they had asked you about what, wanting to put, uh, possibly promote an outlaw show in the future. Is that still something you would like to be able to do?
1: I'd love to, I'd love to do an all, uh, all-star show and an outlaw show. If I could find the right place and get a date, I would actually love to do both of them.
0: Do you have like a track in mind already?
1: There's a few of them, uh, but you know, there's always, you know, I go to different tracks all the time. So there could be another one that sneaks in there, but, um, there's probably about five of them that I'd have to, you know, play rock, paper, scissors with myself, just figure out which one I want to (laughs) do. Uh,
0: how old are you? You're 27, 28, correct?
1: (laughs) 26,
0: 26. Okay. So I, I, I'm not even, (laughs) I was close, but not, not close enough. So one of the, one of the, like the main reasons I wanted to have you on is, is, and I think this is a problem for, for dirt racing as a whole right now with promoters and track owners and things like this. And, and obviously, you know, you're right in the middle of this with, with Emmett Hahn, but there's a lot of older folks that are kind of running a lot of this stuff. Uh, and so it's, it's nice to see somebody like you kind of popping up and, and being a younger guy, that's going to be able to kind of take control of this stuff for, for years to come. But, when you look around, do you see like more people like you? Are there other younger names, faces out there that you think could kind of advance in the coming years and take control of some of this stuff?
1: That, I mean, that's something that I've thought about also. You know, who who else other than me that's around my age is going to be able to pick up where, you know, Emmett and all these other people are going to leave off? I mean, you got Matt Ward, he's going to pick up where his grandpa left off for the shootout in Chili Bowl. I got ASCS, OCRS, URSS, the USL, and all that. Uh, I have a kid that ran my restricted class of Now 600. He's actually started his own promotion company called T2 Promotions, and I believe he's 13, 14 years old. Uh, his name's Talon Turner, and he's gonna take a stab at uh, promoting the Outlaw Nationals at Port City in July. So you know, seeing stuff like that makes me think of myself when I was a kid doing bicycle races with the neighborhood kids on Friday nights and then getting to where I am now. So it's great to see the young, young people, you know, trying to want to take, uh, I don't know how you want to say it. Kind of, that, kind of that baton and
0: move it forward a little bit. Yeah. Is, is that something that you want to do more of try to maybe kind of foster some of those relationships, maybe be able to kind of mentor some of those
1: kids? Yeah, that'd be actually really cool. Uh, I know me and Talon talk quite a bit about some things and he always wants to come work some of our shows and stuff like that. So, I mean, him and then I, I kind of look up to Matt Ward. Uh, he's like a dad to me in a way, uh, he took me in and taught me everything I need to know now. So it's cool that I have someone I can look up to that. I could pass along information like to Talon to, you know, help him be better. If he wanted to be a promoter after he gets done with his racing career.
0: Uh, just, you know, Emmett Han kind of as, you know, the, the mind that he is, all of the events that he's created, the series, like a, a guy like yourself, that's kind of, you know, started pretty young. How, how big has it been for you to have a guy like that as a resource kind of for the last, whatever, how many years that you've worked for, for, you know, that organization to be able to learn from, like, you know, and, in talking about mentors is, is he somebody that you would kind of count as a mentor for yourself?
1: Yeah. I mean, I've learned a lot of stuff from Emmett. Uh... And all the knowledge and everything he's given me over the past 10, 11 years has been amazing. And I'm kind of glad that he was the one that took me in to, you know, start getting in younger to do everything that I'm doing. And I mean, I still have him across the street, still have him on speed dial. He calls me every day. So, I mean, it's really good to still have him there just to, if I have a question or, you know, want to learn something different that he's always there.
0: Uh, we, we can't not talk about Chili Bowl and and flagging the Chili Bowl. Obviously, it's it's uh, a a bucket list item. Uh, you know, on, on the you know, if, if you're a motorsports fan to try to get to that event. But you are literally on the track, feet from the race cars. How long have you been doing that? Like, how much fun is that to be able to do that? You know, you, especially where you came from, wanting to be a flagman to be able to to flag one of the key events uh, on the schedule every year. What's that event like for you?
1: Oh, it's awesome. Never in my life but i thought that i would be able to be the head flagman for that event. Uh, I started in January of 2014 and this year is going to be my eighth or ninth year i can't remember. Eighth or ninth year to flag it and it's just it's it's an adrenaline rush more than anything just seeing all them cars come at you and everyone's always like oh you you know you might want to scoot in a little closer to the barrier and when you're out there you really don't even think about oh hey a car could just come right at me really. I, one of the things that I love
0: so much about that event and, and as somebody who's kind of been in the event business a little bit, but the, the coordination between the officials, the, like the safety guys on the track, the flagmen, and then all of the guys that are on the four wheelers to keep that event moving all week, the amount of coordination, like seems like it would be uh, I- insane, but like how much communication, how much planning does it take to kind of make all of that stuff seem so seamless?
1: The, the key behind it is a lot of this have been doing it for so long that, you know, we don't have to have a meeting of hey you do this you do that everyone gets there the day of the event they know their job and it's just it's a well oiled machine you know some of us don't see each other for a year and you come to chili bowl or the shootout and it's like you know we've been doing this all year long
0: uh you are kind of at a point right now where i'm i'm hoping things are slowing down at least a little bit for you i don't maybe that's not true but what does like the next kind of month, two months look like, kind of leading into Chili Bowl? Like, are you going to have to spend a whole lot of time over there? Do you help with the track build? Like, w- you know, what does the next six or eight weeks look like?
1: Uh, for the next six eight weeks, is I'm in the office helping getting everything ready. Uh, we move our office here in a couple of weeks. They start bringing dirt in next Sunday. Uh, but I most I mostly take care of the office stuff. I'd love to start learning the track build stuff because that's something that does entice me. But you know. It's just getting everything ready to go for those two events.
0: Um, I, I know Matt and, and his wife are kind of coming off of the road with the ASCS, but you're still going to have some people like Brian Holbert, obviously, around to kind of help you out. Um, what does it like mean to you to be able to have somebody like Brian? Like uh, Brian's a guy I've, I've known a little bit for a few years. Uh, obviously, on top of everything, he's kind of like he kind of reminds me of you in that sense where he has like a million things going on. Um, but to, to be able to work with kind of a team of people like that and, and to continue to try to have that success, how important is it to have a team like that behind you?
1: It's really important. I got Brian and then Angie Battles, who has done my scoring for the past 10 years and now 600 in the Sooner region and all that. She's going to go on the road with us also. So and Brian comes and does some of the now 600 stuff and Sooner region stuff throughout the year when there's no national tour deal. So it's it's going to be great to have people that you know people that know what they're doing and will be behind you 100% to go into this new endeavor. Um so I'm really thankful that I'm able to have all these people with me to go into this next chapter.
0: I love it. Well, Terry Maddox, I will let you go. I certainly appreciate the time today. Hopefully everybody will uh go check out all of your races this year. Uh if we want to find things that are going on with you, where can we do that? I know ascsracing.com. Where can we find now 600? Where can we find OCRS all of these other things? Do you have like a central page or something
1: for all of this? that's something we need to come up with yeah <laughs> something that you just need to put in you know terrymaddoxracing.com it brings up all six ten of our series but uh if you go to ascsracing.com for everything on the ascs we have ocrsracing.net uh, united Series.com, the united sprint league.myracepass.com and then for now 600 now 600 series.com
0: nice i love it well terry thank you for the time today good luck with everything going forward
1: all righty thanks sir
0: It's been a super busy time for Terry. So I certainly appreciate him taking some time out of his schedule to talk with me. I definitely think the future is bright for the ASCS. Nice mix of some young people there. Also some experienced people around him to kind of help him as he transitions into the ownership role of that series. Uh, you can follow Terry on Twitter at TM Racing 22. Uh, make sure to tune in all season long next year to the ASCS. You can do that on Flow Racing. You can find the Dirt Tracker podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. You can also watch the shows on YouTube. Don't forget to check out Dirt Tracker Plus over at dirttracker.com. All of the analytics and stats that your little heart can uh, handle 4 99 a month or $49.99 a year. For even more cool dirt racing stuff, visit dirttracker.com and follow Dirt Tracker on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok.